It's a big day ahead. There are deals to close, a business to build, and above all else, money to be made. Behind the wheel of this brand new Series 4 BMW is an unlikely self-made millionaire. But this savvy entrepreneur isn't on the way to the office. He's off to school. Jack Bloomfield is 17 years old. And boy, is this kid going places. I'm not school captain, not a prefect, not some special individual that's been primed his whole life to start a business. Just, just a kid with a dream that got started and made, made it work. Made it work with money he earned all by himself. All himself. No help from parents, no help from mum and dad. Nope. Jack isn't Australia's only schoolyard millionaire. He's part of a bold new generation that's rewriting the rule books on how... Your mother is on staff. Yes. So are you her boss? I guess so. <laughs> and when you make your fortune. Your age doesn't matter and should never be a barrier. They dream big. Outside the classroom. Some would even say in spite of the classroom. You walk into a classroom and announce that you're going to start a business... The answer you're going to get is, oh, that's great. How can we help? No, it should get laughed at or you're not smart enough, you don't have enough money, you don't have the right qualifications, wait till after university and all that other stuff, which for anyone who, you know, if you're 15 and trying to put yourself out there to start a business, to be told that you can't do it, it's just crushing. And you've got nothing behind you to stand up on your own two feet and go, no, I want to start this now. And for a lot of kids, they just get shot down before they can even start. Some very strong views from our high achievers about the education system later. But first, the education of Jack Bloomfield in business can be traced back to this home video recorded by his dad. OK, here we are with Jack Bloomfield, a director of Royal Transport. Jack was eight years old and had dressed up as the boss of his own imaginary transport business. He was very young and he wanted to tell me about his business. It's a very successful business, so I hope it earns a lot of money, and that's about it. So I pulled out the old camcorder, and, um, and he dressed up in his suit and his tie, and he sat in the big chair, and um, I asked him some questions. What's your profit forecast for 2010? All I have a target of is just get other businesses to... Just, I don't know, just... <laughs> it makes me laugh to today. But now when I look back on it, when everyone looks back on it, it's like, what the hell, you're eight years old, which is, yeah. That is young. Very young. I, eight years old, I don't even know, like grade two, maybe? Grade two, grade yeah. Two. yeah. Yeah, grade, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, pretty surreal. You were very driven from a young age. Yeah. Sounds like a very impressive business, Jack. Thank you. Well, all the best for your business. You. And we wish you all the best for the future. Thank you. You must have known then that He's going places. Yeah. You know, or he wants to go. He wants yes. to go places, yeah. Mark and Melissa Bloomfield run a tennis centre just outside Brisbane. It's where, as a youngster, Jack picked up his first lessons in business, which he quickly put to work mowing lawns. 
every single 15 year old. We've got no money, we have nothing behind us. So I was like, shit, okay, how can I make some money? Uh, next door was gonna pay me 20 bucks to mow their lawn. Dad is gonna pay me $7. So I was like, which lawn should I do? There's, so literally every single time that it was like a millimeter longer than what it should have been, was over there mowing the thing, trying to get money. You know, I was selling lolly bags at mum and dad's tennis centers. I was trying to just do anything that I could possibly do to go ahead and get any money to go ahead and reinvest into what I thought could actually make me some more money. And why were you so transfixed with getting ahead at such a young age? Mate, I think it was, I always just wanted to do something more. You know, I, I, I saw, you know, from 15, you start to think about what you're going to do after school. You know, the question gets dropped, well, what are you thinking of doing after grade 12? And so I looked into it and the idea of after school, what was it, go to university, start off at a really low paying job, work your way up for 20 years until you're finally, you know, 40 or 50 and then living the good life. And I was like, well, shit, I don't want to wait that long. Um, how can I do something now? And it genuinely scared me. It scared Jack enough to take action. His first online business was selling gift cards. Then, at the age of 13, he designed a website that keeps all your medical data in one location. But his biggest money earners are five online stores. He buys in bulk and sells pretty much anything that will make a profit, from bow ties made in China to iPhone cases made in South Korea. Five e-commerce stores you have now? Yeah, so multiple different ones, always shifting, always changing. We go off a product of essentially whatever's selling and whatever's hot. You've always got to be on the ball for looking what's coming, what's next, and what's looking for the future. What's your turnover? <laughs> Shit, I had that question. Um, look, so this, we've certainly done more than a million dollars in sales. I can tell you that now. Yep. I won't get the specifics, but... A, a year? So, a, a year, yeah, in the last yeah. 12 months, yeah. And for me, at you know, 17 years old, I would never have thought two years ago that I'd be at a point where I'm at today. And that point is carefully balancing being an entrepreneur with finishing year 12 at high school. And a lot of people work from home, but you, you work from school. Well, pretty much, yeah, because I'm here from eight till three. So essentially running the business from my bedroom to the classroom to back again. And, you know, it's an uphill battle trying to fit in school, business, homework, um, sport, all that other stuff and, you know, trying to become a, trying to be a normal 17 year old at the same time. If you could print that off by today. Normal is not a word that's a good fit for Jack and his parents couldn't be prouder. Very often people look at us and go, oh, well, you must be part of that business. You must be driving it. Hmm. We're not. That's important for people to know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's that child has to be the driver of it and has to want to do it. Supportive parents also played a big part in the success of Ali Katinas. At the age of 15, she developed a boutique skincare business that recycles used coffee grinds into facial and body scrubs. And how did you get the idea? I had been making coffee scrubs as like presents for friends. Um, and I was using coffee grinds that we just had at home. And so I was just messing around with the formula. Um, and I also knew that there are a lot of people that do go to coffee shops and say, can we use your grinds so that we can, you know, repurpose them in some way at home. So hang on, you were 15. What is in your brain that's telling you this is a good idea and I can make money from this? I think I'd always been told growing up that whatever I wanted to do, I could do it. And that, you know, mum and dad would be there to support me and help me figure that out. That one in the glass? Support her and now work for her. 
Ali's star employee is her mum. It's very fun to be able to work with mum. Great. And you, you're obviously making enough money to, to employ your mum. Still waiting for that pay rise. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've said to her, I'm cashing in now for when the boathouse comes. I'll have the dogs in the boathouse down by the water. So, yeah. No boathouse just yet. But Ali is confident there will be one day. And how are you feeling about your exams on Monday? There's just so much studying to do and essay writing, so I am a little stressed. But balancing life as an entrepreneur with being a Year 12 student is more challenging than Ali ever imagined. The HSC is a very stressful time, um, but, you know, I'm using it as an opportunity to see what I can do after school and what I can do with my future and what new directions I can take the business in or new ventures that I can continue to do outside of school once I am, you know, in the real world and, and it becomes kind of my full-time job working for myself. Um, it's Ali from Freedom Scrub. And you're only 18. Yes, just turned. You're talking like a 50-year-old CEO. <laughs> am I right in saying that you're Australia's youngest female CEO? I am not sure. I know that... Um, I don't know of any you other. Know, uh, yeah, no, I don't either. And you must be very proud. I am. I hope so. <laughs> it's been a, a joy to watch. And I'm just really happy to see what and where she goes with the next step forward and other young girls that follow suit. They are the generation of school kids who've decided to play by their own rules. Building businesses from the playground up. What each of them have in common is they've pursued their passion. I really wanted to have a restaurant back when I was, yeah, seven. That was sort of like my dream. Seven? Yeah. <laughs> For 18-year-old Morgan Hipworth, his passion is food, especially desserts. So basically back when I was seven, I just started watching TV shows and I was like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. So every weekend I would cook three course meals uh, for my family and friends. I'd get them to like rate the dishes out of 10. I'd print out full menu cards and everything. So I'd do that every weekend for about two or three years. Then when I was uh, 10 and 11, I started doing cakes and stuff for family and friends' birthdays. Every weekend I reckon I would cook 10 cakes, five, five batches of cookies, like it was ridiculous. Morgan's family and friends were more than happy to taste test the young chef's latest creations. Each week it was a massive list of, um, you know, ingredients that he wanted and, and off he'd go and, and it was a challenge. He was determined he was going to make whatever that dish was. And I understand, Mark, the neighbours were invited around for dinner. <laughs> anyone <laughs> we, that would eat. Anyone would eat would be invited. <laughs> then came a perfectly timed trip to a local cafe. I was 13 and um, we just got chatting to the owners as we were paying the bill and they were like, you seem to know about food. And then they're like, oh, we're actually looking for a new cake supplier. Do you want to maybe bring some in and we can sell them? And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, why not? That'd be really cool. And before I knew it, I was supplying this cafe with all their cakes every single day. So before I knew it, yeah, there was $100, $200, $300 orders coming in. While still going to school, Morgan kept baking and shaking during nights and weekends. He knew if he was ever going to make it, he had to back himself and open his own bakery. Next minute we known he uh, had booked a shop in High Street, <laughs> Windsor. He'd gone to school and in his lunch break, 
He had already got on the iPad and he had gone through all the real estate agents and he'd approached them. <laughs> they probably thought they were talking to a 30, 40 year old. Yeah. And how old was he then? He was year nine. This is Morgan's first independent retail shop, a so-called pop-up store, because it was only going to be open for eight days. Cost me about six grand to get the whole pop-up ready to go. But I remember opening that door and I was like, is anyone going to turn up? Before I knew it, after those eight days, we sold 10,000 donuts. It was just hectic. We were going to bed most nights at 2 a.m., getting back into the shop at 4 a.m., had my cousin helping, my auntie helping. Um, it was just all hands on deck for those eight days. It was, it was hectic. Morgan was on a roll. And while other kids might have used the profits for a new skateboard or surfboard, Morgan wanted a shop. I was like, I wonder what's happening with this shop after we leave. I, you know, I was like, I can't see anyone else being in my shop. It's my shop. So Morgan made an offer and a few months later opened Bistro Morgan. This counter is usually full of donuts. It's looking pretty empty at the moment. he just finished year 10, was launching a new business with a staff of six, and school was about to get a lot more serious. I remember, like, thinking, what have I got myself into? I'm like, yeah. I'm VC, busiest two years of my life coming up, trying to run this store that was happening. Going back to school, I was like, wow, I'm at school, the shop's open, I'm not there. Like, it was a weird feeling. Yeah. But it was cool. Did you ever have moments at school where you thought, this is all a colossal waste of my time? Nearly every day. <laughs> I, I remember being quite miserable at school um, in terms of just like, why am I here? This is boring. I didn't want to be there for a lot of year 11 and 12, but I had the feeling in my mind that I finished 10 years of school, what was another two, just to get that HSC and get it over and done with and out of my life. Morgan's parents were worried that he'd either burn out or drop out. He said, uh, look, I'm not sure I want to complete year 12, mum and dad. And I said, look, we'd prefer you did. Mm. And we'll try to support you um, on a time basis, not a financial basis. So we're going to get some of these decorated. I'm going to do creme brulee. If you can do Cookie Monster, please. Ellie is now one of her son's 20 employees. How is, how is having your son as your 18-year-old son more. As boss. Yeah, we have our days. <laughs> no, generally speaking, it's pretty good. He's lucky he's got a fairly uh, easygoing mum. Your mother is on staff. Yes. Does that mean you're her boss? I guess so. <laughs> we, um, we never really like... How does that work? So uh, it has its days. <laughs> I wouldn't argue a lot, but every now and again, it, you know, you have your days. When you're around someone so much, it happens. But technically... At the shop, I like to think I'm her boss. <laughs> she tries still to tell me, clean this, do this, do that. And I'm like, hang on, it's my shop, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Morgan's shop has been doing very well. It supplies donuts to 20 cafes around Melbourne and is turning over about half a million dollars a year. At this point in my life, it's I've just finished school last year, I've got my own business, working for myself, I can choose my own hours. So in that point, 100% living my dream um, and just looking forward to what's going to come next. Anything you're doing here, you learned at school or on the job? Mainly on the job. <laughs> um, can't say they taught me how to make donuts at school. No. Morgan and our other high achievers have strong views on how the education system discouraged their entrepreneurial spirit. 
some of the teachers were always just like, you know, stop it, don't do it, don't, you know, it's not worth it, you're going to fail, you know, throwing those stats, you know, four out of five businesses fail in the first year or whatever the stats are. Extraordinary abilities in sports, swimming, athletics, things like that. That's often embraced by schools and they really love it. Whereas um, business and stuff, it's not really seen as the norm. So I think some schools just don't know how to handle it yet. The only school subject I found really, really practical and helpful has been accounting. English? English, yes. History? No. No. Math. Maths is okay. Um, Science? No. <laughs> not in donuts. And what about business studies? No, that was probably my least helpful subject I've ever done. It was so impractical. The stuff we learned in business management was, I would never use. All right, thank you, Ali. What else? Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Southern Christian Leadership Conference, okay. I think there are so many skills that I've learned through entrepreneurship that are so much more beneficial and that if they were incorporated into education would, you know, actually help young people leave school and feel like they know a little bit about what to do or what the next step is to take. The word entrepreneurship and the word school system, they don't, they don't go together. It's never been said before, they don't go together. They're seen as two different, very separate things. And if you walk into a classroom and say, hey, I want to start a business, I can guarantee you'll be laughed at no matter what school you go to. It's a view shared by one of the world's most outspoken and popular entrepreneurs, Gary Vaynerchuk. It's me, mother it's me. The best-selling author and social media mastermind believes the education system as we know it is no longer relevant, especially for entrepreneurs. It's outdated globally. It's outdated globally. The internet made it outdated because information is a commodity and the school system was built on memorization of information. Well, so many people watching this will say, hang on, you need a university degree to fall back on. Fall back on what? Yeah. Every company's not requiring a degree to get hired anyway. The greatest companies in the world, Amazon, Google, are no longer requiring degree anyway. So what are you falling back on? Growing up, how often were you told no? 98% uh, of the time. I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a good enough athlete. I was trying to sell stuff from the age of six and uh, that's just one big game of no, all three of those things. So no is the framework of my life. No is an entrepreneur's best friend. When they said no, Gary found a way to say yes. His first business was selling lemonade on a street corner. Then he hired other kids and opened up seven more lemonade stands. Gotta support the original hustle, you know what I mean? As an adult, he opened an online wine library and launched a TV show about wine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Wine Library TV. Then Gary built an international social media and ad agency. Please put your hands together and welcome to the stage the CEO of VaynerMedia, Gary Vaynerchuk. His business today is worth nearly $200 million, and his business advice is lapped up by over six and a half million Instagram followers. What do you say to that young entrepreneur who's at school, not enjoying it, wants to leave? What do you say to them? Enjoy the vacation because you're gonna work the rest of your life. Two, don't be a hypocrite. If you're such a tough guy or gal, stop taking mommy and daddy's money. If you're such an entrepreneur, go buy your own iPhone. Start practicing now. 
The quicker a child gets off a parent's payroll, the more likely they will be happy in life. And being happy in life while getting paid for doing something they love is probably the best measure of success for any young entrepreneur. If I could just live off a base salary and do what I was doing, I'd be like, how cool is this? Like, I love life. Like, I think it's just cool doing what you do and in loving it. Honestly, there's no point doing something if you don't like it. If you're in a job and you're hating every single day, do something else. Yeah, before it's too late. Exactly right.